Hi, this is Jackie Phillips. Hi, this is Sifa Romaine. Welcome to Reset. On Power 91.1 FM WTYJ. Reset because you, you deserve, deserve it. it. Welcome to Reset. Jackie, welcome. Hi, Sifu. Hey, how are good? you? I love this color of blue, by the way. Thank you. Where did you get that? Joelle Allen Collection. She wow. is sponsoring us so kindly. She's been lending me clothes. We all know I need help in that area. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just love everything. Like just and how do you find that? Like if oh, somebody's watching and they like that. Well, you can go to her website, Joelle mm -hmm. Allen Collection. She's on Instagram. They post all the time. And the cool thing is she'll post like ideas of how to wear her pieces. Oh, awesome. So she'll like post like with jeans or with a skirt or whatever. So you get inspiration when you look at the Instagram to know like how to like put an outfit together, which that's is awesome. great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm She's sure you there. can teach her things on that too, right? No, you should definitely <laughs> look at Joelle Allen Collection. And look at you with the ring and everything. That's a beautiful ring. My friend Margie gave it to me for my birthday last Oh, that's night. right. So Happy birthday. Birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I, I hear Director Joshua Coates. Yes. <laughs> My dear friend, who I'm so proud of, and I'm so happy to have him. Oh, thank you, Jay. Thank oh. you so much. So Joshua Coates is a filmmaker, director, executive producer, writer. I think he probably <laughs> secretly sings and dances. And don't know about it. <laughs> I know he's not an actor in this movie, but you never know what's to come. And he has a huge film coming out soon, and the red carpet yeah, is, we will be there. Reset's we'll gonna there. be That's there April 27th, Where? Ridgewood Film Festival in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And- Can people still get tickets? People can still get tickets, I think. The few we'll, left. There's a few left. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say about it. He's amazing. Yeah, let's welcome Josh. So, welcome Josh. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so glad to be here on Reset. It's an honor, Jackie and Sifu. Honor. Oh, pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Josh. You know I adore you. Oh. No, Jackie. From another mother. <laughs> <laughs> we celebrated my mom's birthday one year. Did you really? Yeah, when Josh was doing his casting. Wow. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Mom. My mom was not casting, <laughs> but <laughs> she probably could have been if we if, if I'd have made them. Wow. No, um, my mom came for the casting when we did auditions in Philadelphia. That's, that's right. Celebrated her birthday, and Josh that's sang. Josh, and I did sing. The Pastor <laughs> Howard, that we were all there. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, love, I love people who can sing. So you're gonna sing for us tonight too? Uh, rain check. <laughs> <laughs> well, why I know our audience is anxious to hear about Joshua's story and yeah. how he got into filmmaking and what is his reset story. So, Joshua, can you share with us about your life? Just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Man, well, I do want to say God has been good to me, mm -hmm. and um, through all the storms and uh, trials, God has always uh, seen that I came out on top. You know, I had a very interesting childhood. Let's just say my father was in entertainment. Uh, he was, he had a musical group in the 60s. They had a hit group out of Philadelphia 
called Brenda and the Tabulations. They're around Jackson 5 era, Four Tops, you know. They were a big hit in Philly, uh, top of the charts for a couple of years. Uh, so my father was an entertainer. He was the entertainer. So it kind of, I guess that gene of the entertainment kind of was passed down. My interest sparked anytime entertainment was on or, or I'm around entertainment. And I just remember one year he took me to this theater, movie theater, and, um, in Philadelphia. It was at 18th and Chestnut. It's not there anymore, but it was a movie theater downtown Philadelphia. And we went to go see RoboCop. <laughs> now, I was five years old. Now, Hi. please don't please don't send the cops after him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, he snuck me in. Uh, really interesting story. My mother and father, they were separated. So I would see my father on the weekends. So I guess his way of entertaining me was take me to the theater. And uh, he would let me see RoboCop. And I fell in love with RoboCop on so many levels. I know why now, looking back, um, I do have a strong connection, you know, with my faith, God. And, you know, you're probably wondering, what are you talking about, Josh? Well, RoboCop, looking back now, was a story about a Resurrection, someone dying and being resurrected. And I think the whole resurrection uh, underlying theme is what drew, drew me to that movie. Not the violence. I mean, it was very violent. You know, it was very cool to have a robot, you know, to see a robot. So as a kid, you're interested in that. But I think the underlying, what really touched my soul was the, the idea of the resurrection, someone being murdered or killed and resurrected and the soul finding and waking itself. To, to accomplish. And I think that's a, a metaphor for a lot of things, you know, in life. Sometimes we're knocked down. Sometimes people try to kill our dreams. Plans fall apart. But um, it's God's power that we're resurrected and, and able to achieve. So from that moment, my life changed. You know, I wanted to be in entertainment. I wanted to be around entertainer. I wanted to be involved in some type of entertainment. I didn't know what then at five. <laughs> but as I got older, I found my gift. And my gift was producing, writing, uh, creating reality, a world that uh, I can uh, be able to influence an audience for 90 minutes. And as you know, in filmmaking, directors have a lot of power. You know, if you get someone to sit and watch a movie for 90 minutes, you have their undivided attention for 90 minutes and you can plant thoughts, you can give ideas, you can give a message. And I think as a director, that's a very, very um, powerful position to have, responsible responsibility as a director to promote good material that people can change lot you can change someone's life through uh cinema right. in a nutshell <laughs> so what was your reset story my reset story would be how i was my family like i said a lot of us have a lot of family issues um but i could tell you my reset story i was in start my first year in high school and I, was, I went to a creative and performing arts in Philadelphia. It was a uh, film school. Uh, I was, like I said before, I was very fortunate, like other uh, public school students. I had an opportunity to study my craft for four years um, in a high school, uh, four or five periods a day. Um, and I believe my freshman year, um, I had to leave home. And that, you know, not to get into details, but too much detail, but I, me and my mother separated because I was living with my mother at the time and I couldn't stay with her. And I was kind of like in limbo. My father was, was around, but that's another story in itself. But I, I had a, you know, no one was prepared for me to kind of be on my own. Let's just say that. 
And my church at the time, my pastor and his wife, uh, shepherd mother, they took me in. Um, and almost pretty much from the year, year 15 to when I got married, they kind of reset and remolded uh, me to achieve and think positive. And because and, and, that was a very tough time in my life, you know, being kind of pulled away from your family and kind of had to fend for yourself. And um, the church really supplied the foundation. So I would say my reset story was that transition from my biological parents to moving in with my spiritual parents. And they had to kind of, you know, cater and, you know, re reset me <laughs> to think straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, and they put me on, you know, I was kind of, they kept me from different things. And I was, again, very blessed to have two very strong spiritual leaders kind of on my left and my right, just saying, nope, don't go here. Nope, don't go there. Keep straight. Nope, don't go there. Keep straight. You know, and I think, you know, um, I don't take that lightly, you know, because a lot of people don't have that, let alone have mother and father alive, but let alone have uh, people that care about you that, that much that's willing to invest and bring you in their home and, and raise you. So that was that was my reset story because without that reset, I probably would be somewhere totally different today. No. So going through something like that, I would think you're a young boy, you mm -hmm. know, even when you're 18, I mean, that you're a young kid. That's a baby. I was 15. 15. But I mean, even when you're 18, I'm saying, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. A baby, even though you could be out on your own. Mm -hmm. Did you carry a lot of anger around for a while? I wouldn't say anger. I think it was more of um, confusion. Yeah. Um, you know, I try not to. It's one thing. I don't hold anger long. I may get mad at someone. Um, I think the longest I've been mad at somebody was probably about two months. <laughs> That's long. But that was the longest. But that was a very, very serious situation. But I try not to. I learned young that anger can really decrease your life span you yeah. know whether it's health or mental uh so i learned to let go let things go because half of the time people are not even thinking about what they did to you no. and you sitting there holding thinking about what they did to you and they kind of moved on their life so why give that person that type of power to make you upset so back to your question jay no i wasn't i didn't have any resentment i was angry but no no it was it, it was it was it was like the moses type of situation it was like you know, Moses had to leave his surroundings and go to another area mm -hmm. and then come back. You know, it's one of those things where, where I'm in a natural, LeBron James had to go to Miami to learn how to win. And then yeah. he had to come back to Cleveland. To, and then, yeah. Yeah. I so, so I look at it like that. And, and, and I love, like, my mother and father was, were, were friends, you know, we love each other. We hang out, see each other. So, but at that moment in my time, it was a very, very strenuous relationship, and I was pulled away from them at that moment. Yes, because in, in my book, Reset, I talk a lot about forgiveness equals freedom. Yes. So I was just wondering if your spiritual parents taught you forgiveness, and that's how you were able to get past any feelings you were having with your biological parents, because that's really hard stuff. You're a kid, yeah. you're man, you know. Yeah. Did, now, did you have faith with your biological parents prior to moving in with your spiritual parents? Because just well, to go to church doesn't mean 
you're who you are now. Like, sure. Into you. Well, it's so crazy because my mother was in the ministry, mm -hmm. you know, so I've been around the ministry my whole life. I've been to different, <laughs> I always joke, I think I joined every type of denomination there was from Catholic to <laughs> Presbyterian to Methodist <laughs> to Pentecostal. So I've been yeah. around the block. Yeah. You know, good thing I'm not in religion anymore that I, you know, I follow, I understand the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, I'm not a religious person. I'm, I'm a citizen of a kingdom that's not of this world. That's how I look at it. I'm sitting here to fulfill a purpose. And then when my purpose is done, on to the next. So speaking of religion, yes, your, your movie, but deliver us from evil mm -hmm. is a horror film, right? Uh, it's a new say. type of, I know it's not, but it is, it is scary. Is it? Terror. It's a terror film. Let's say terror. terror. Terror film. Yeah. It's, it is. Really Let's, something. Can you, can you tell us about the movie? The sure, 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 absolutely. It's um, it's it's a movie. It's a it's a horror. It has a horror twist, but it has a faith twist, and also have a mythology twist. Um, and it has a dramatic twist. Um, let's just say, as a filmmaker, there's so many other talented filmmakers out there. First, and so you have to almost try to find your niche and try to get away from the pack you know, and to stick out. And I look at the world differently than, than someone else, another filmmaker, especially being in the faith. I look at life a little different and having a cinematic background. So I tried to create something new, a different genre. You know, you don't normally mix horror with faith. It's kind of like a oxymoron. <laughs> but I tried to use the horror element and tried to intertwine it with a faith element and give a great, biblical story with a little bit of mythology inside of it to come to my conclusion of what I want to bring, bring across. And the movie is called, but deliver us from evil. So basically in a nutshell, it doesn't matter, you know, in this movie, we have this demon uh, who's disguised as a beautiful woman that's going around killing uh, innocent men. Yeah. Right. <laughs> going around killing men. Um, and it has, and the, the myth, there's, there's a mythology of where the demon came from, but I think ultimately what I tried to show in this film, it doesn't matter what type of enemy, if it's a UFO, Bigfoot, uh, you know, in this case, Lilith, God is still superior and God still controls and reigns, you know? So, and, and metaphorically, I try to use this film to show no matter what your issue is in life, no matter what's after you. But deliver me from evil. God, that but is very important. And there's another film called Deliver Us from Evil. And some people try to get that, so some people get that confused, but my movie is called But Deliver Us from Evil, which is taken from the Lord's Prayer. So based the but is a reminder that no matter what you're going through before the but, God can deliver you from evil. And in this case, our character is delivered from evil through this whole debacle of terror, terrorizing the city. Did you get a lot of questions in your, you know, in the faith community? I'm sure people were like, well, what is Joshua Coates doing? Yeah, he's lost it. He's lost his mind. This girl is sexy. I mean, I went to the first thing. Everybody's sexy in this movie, gorgeous. I mean, he has a lot of movie stars in it. 
Uh, I'm sure people, I mean, you're doing a totally different kind of movie. It's yeah. really never been done. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's going to be it's different. Kind of it's, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be different. And not only different, but I think people are going to look at Christian cinema or faith cinema different after this. And it's very challenging because I'm trying to really accomplish something that has never been accomplished before. And that is to take two genres, especially one that people hold dear to them, which is their faith, and mix it in with a, a horror genre and try to give it a balance. And that's tough, you know, in a very cr cr critical world that we live in, it's a very tough uh, job to do as a filmmaker. But I think I really accomplished it. I think we gave a great balance to faith. I think we gave a great balance to horror. I think we, everybody's gonna walk away and say, you know what? That's a different type of movie. I get what he was doing. And I hope that people will take a chance to see it. Well, they say that whenever people think you're crazy, you're onto something. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. you know, the naysayers or the people who say, oh, you can't do that, you know, then you're onto something. So obviously you're onto something. Well, I hope so. If, you know, if not, I'm moving to Mexico. Where the wall is being built. <laughs> Over the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, you better. Get, get, get ready. Yes. Well, you know what I love about it is, you know, your imagination is incredible. And, you know, you have such a cinematic genius in you. Oh, thank you, Jay. And I love the fact that, you know, as Christians, we know that there's this whole other world that's going on around us that we can't see. And it can be good or it can be evil. But there's right. all these under things that are going on that are, elevating you, introducing you to an angel, or tempting you and making you maybe just like, which road am I going? I'm not sure, you know? And you right. brought that all to life and made it alive in the movie, which I like because people can see how sin has consequence, how making a good decision has consequence, how all that stuff is alive. So those demons are real, that bad energy is real, however you want to say it, it is alive, but we just don't always see it. So you're you making know, people see it, which wait, is wait, so cool. Well, you know, Jackie, people now living in 2017, people are tired of being preached to. People don't mm -hmm. like to be saying, you're wrong, you're doing wrong, you're living wrong. And so I think um, as a person that represents the kingdom of heaven, you have to be able to meet people on, on, on a certain medium. And we all know music and film is one of the most powerful mediums there is, you know. Um, Lucifer understood that. In Thessalonians, he talked about um, wanting to be the prince of the air. Mm -hmm. And there was a reason why he wanted that. Satan knew from the beginning that the airwaves are the most influential thing in near mankind. If you can, whoever controls the airwaves controls the masses. And I think when people understand that as a filmmaker and as a Christian or as a kingdom citizen, you have to be able to meet people on that wavelength. And I think motion picture in my, from my uh, background is the perfect way where I can entertain you, but also give you a very God-filled uh, message. Where do you draw your inspiration from? Wow, that's a good question. Um, this movie, Deliver Some Evil, um, ugh, man, I don't want to say 
a hundred percent, but maybe bad relationships, then I'm like playing. Just... <laughs> <laughs> when you see the movie, you'll be like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I, 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 um, I saw this movie back in 80. I wasn't, the movie came out in 85 called Death by Temptation. You may remember that, Sifu. Remember that movie, Sifu, with Kadeem Harrison, um, Samuel Jackson, one of his first movies, but it was a movie called Death by Temptation. And it was about this, yeah. you remember that? Remember that? Oh, it did very well. It was, a, it was a B film. And it was about this demon girl going around killing people and ran into this minister, this young minister. So the inspiration was really from that film. I said, wow, that's a great concept. Um, how about let me mix that in with, the, with relationships, what's going on currently, and give it some history. How would that really work? Script, scripturally like where could i find that so it was all, all these elements it was that being inspired by that film the bible element of of that my own personal experiences dealing with the opposite sex and um just like men but some women can be demons uh <laughs> 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 no offense but you know what i mean just like men are, are evil women can be yeah. evil. But the, but, but the point I'm making is I, I wanted to use a, um, a theme. And also you see in this, this film, uh, there's a lot of guys that do bad things in this film, like uh, having an affair on a wife. But in this case, they had an affair with a demon that wound up killing them. So there's a message there. <laughs> well, there sure is, though, because yeah. the things we lust for, and not, it's not always women or men, but right. booze or money or drugs or whatever, it can kill you. It can. It might not kill you the first time. That's right. Or take you. No, but it might kill you. Or and it might not physically kill you, but it'll kill your spirit. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's metaphorically, but but yeah. deliver some evil. Yep. Yep. And, and you need a reset. You have a and then you need a reset. Everybody <laughs> should go see this movie just so they get all messed up in the head and they need a reset. And they find the block. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a shameless plug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, no. Do you have a very vivid imagination? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think it's God given. Some things are just God given. Like school does not teach you how to be creative. And some, you know, like I said, I'm not against school. I'm not against college. I didn't go to college. I went to college for one year, but it just it, it didn't it didn't click with me. Um, but um, I'll tell you a reason. I'll tell you why I didn't click with me. I went to, I had did one year at a, at a college. I'm not going to name the name, but I did one year at a college and I was taking a film course and the film teacher realized I was a little more advanced than his regular students. Um, and, uh, and I had a little, you know, because I dibble dabble on both sides of entertainment. I was meeting a lot of people, having a network, a lot of people. And my teacher found out. And at the end of, end of, end of class one day, he pulled me to the side. He said, Hey, can you hook me up? <laughs> and I do, <laughs> and I, exactly. And I'm sitting there like, I'm paying to go to college right. for my teacher to ask me, can I hook him up? Oh, right. And that's when I left college. Wow. That very, I never, I never returned after that. And I realized, you know, it's really a God-giving talent. The Bible says that your gift will make room for you. And bring you before kings. It didn't say the college you went to. It didn't say the money you had. It didn't say your degrees that you had. It said your gift, the gift that God gave you, will make room for you and bring you before kings. So 
that inspiration with that scripture, my little experience at school, um, everything I have is God given, you know, everything, everything I, my imagination, seafood, what you said, the creative is, is all God given. It's God given. It's, it's God. He's, he's everything. I mean, what else can you say? But with that, with that said, mm-hmm. especially in that journey, you know, because entertainment is not an easy field for anybody to get into. No. Yeah. There's challenges that come with that. Absolutely. Just, you step out on faith. You're walking on the water. What were some of the challenges that you faced? Money. <laughs> Money. <laughs> but um, the thing is this. I learned something in the last couple of years and raising money. You never chase money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Money chases management. It's the opposite. If you're a good manager in a sense of you're able to handle uh, a particular project, money will come after that. You have to build value. And when a person has value, when you build your own value, people will chase you and give you money because now you have something to offer. In this case, I had to fine-tune something. I had to reset some of the things that uh, I was doing, approaches I was doing, and and fundraising ideas. And I said, you know what? Let me stop asking for money. Let me build value on what I'm working on. Let me make it so valuable that people want to want, they'll pay top dollar for it. And that's that's said with anything. We said with a project. We said with a personal, your person. You know, anything that you're doing, your job, if you build value in it, money will come. You don't chase money. Money will chase management, and money chases value. Excellent. I love that. I yeah. love that. And, I mean, I've watched people. I mean, we've been friends a long time yeah. now. And mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of people chase you and then let you down or give mm-hmm. you a good opportunity. And, I mean, in this business, obviously, things don't always come to pass. Yes. It's to be learned. But – For someone in the audience that's listening, I mean, we have a lot of listeners, and I'm sure this is speaking to them right now, whether they're in entertainment or another field, what are some tips that you would give them? I mean, you, I'm sure, had your heart broken a few times, like you're so close, and then you met the wrong person, it falls apart, or, you know, people promise the world, but then they don't deliver. And I mean, this business is notorious for that. Yeah. But a lot of people are like that. People just aren't accountable. So what would you say to the person listening that has a dream, their dream is alive, but they're ready to give up because they're like done? Well, my thing is you have to know your gift. You have to find why God made you <laughs> and not what you think. You know, some people are misled or people tell them, well, you know, Jackie, you're going to be a great WNBA player. Just keep, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people sometimes program and tell you, yeah, Jackie, you're going to be an NBA player. Keep going. And that's not really what God chose you. God chose you to be in this field, which is entertainment. So I think it's first identifying your gift. Yeah. The Bible says make foolproof of your ministry, or in this sense, gift, um, value what I just talked about. Like I said, if I knew what I knew now about value and, and, and management, a lot of people, uh, once you find your gift, you have to build value. And, I, and I, I, that's just the, that's the key. Building value around something where people are going to want it. So whether that's in, if you're in a business field, owning a, uh, your own business, whether it's in entertainment, whether it's, you know, if you're becoming an actor or dancer or whatever, you have to master one thing and be great at it and prepare yourself because you will get an opportunity. Everybody gets an opportunity. 
But mm-hmm. some people are waiting for the opportunity before they practice. No, you must practice before the opportunity because it's going to come. And you don't want to be fumbling trying to get it together when that phone call comes because one person can change your life. You can meet one person and say, you know what, Jaggy, or you know what, Josh, I've seen your movie. Forget what you're doing. Let's put it in a thousand theaters. Make a phone call. One person can do that, you know, in, in this situation. So you must always practice and be ready, but you have to know why God put you here. And the way you find out how God put you here is idea. Idea in the Greek means word. And the Bible says in the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God. So God had an idea. His word, his idea. So he made his word become reality. So if you have an idea that's haunting you, like if it's something that you can't sleep, you can't forget, every day you think about this idea. Man, you know, I wish I could own my own business. Or, Man, I wish I could do this idea. That's God. That's the, the DNA of what you're supposed to do because that idea is haunting you. So you must take that idea and manifest it and make it become a reality. So the idea is, is how you find. Yeah, God, see, it's not, everybody's trying to search for their future. Mm-hmm. Everybody's out there searching. No, no, God put it inside of you. It's not outside of you. It's inside of you. It's the idea. Everything started from an idea. The, the first car, somebody sat there and thought, man, four wheels, four seats, some steel, put an engine, boom. Somebody thought of that before they created it. Mm-hmm. So the idea is what has to be found. And once you find your idea, then you find your calling. Now you master that, you manifest it, you bring, you find a way to get that. And what I've learned, Jackie, is once you find the idea and once you start moving toward the idea and then the finances, the help, all that begins to come. People just show up Mm -hmm. because you're walking in your purpose. Yes. This is a perfect example about this radio show Mm -hmm. because I don't even have my book out yet. But we're doing a radio show based on the book. Mm-hmm. And the book will be out soon. But it's just amazing how God is working in my life and how it's like being a diamond, right? And there's been all right. this pressure all these years and all these lessons. That's it's right. so hard and it's annoying. And I'll be like, okay, God, I'm ready. That's and, right. you know, and he's like, oh, no, you're not, girl. You know? <laughs> And I mean, it's, it's hard, but you're right. Cause when you're walking in your purpose doors, you start opening up. And my friend Jessica always says, when it flows like water, you know, let it flow. That's right. And it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such, it's so amazing because I've met so many people just following my purpose. And people yeah. are attracted to that, you know, and people always say, well, how do you know this person? How do you meet this person? Yeah. I, you know, and I say, well, it's all designated because, you know, the crazy thing about God. And I know I keep talking about God because that's all, you know, I can't hide what I am. No, we talk about all the time. Yeah. So, you know, God already before he created the beginning, he created the end. So he that's why he says he's Alpha and Omega. So God already created our end. We just have to catch him. So it's not like he has to do anything for us. We have to find in our purpose and move toward him because he's already at the end waiting for us. Before God created man, he created earth. And he put everything on the earth. And then once he prepared the earth, then he made man because he needed someone to manage it. You see what I'm saying? God never does things until he is ready 
he, he'll complete it, but then he needs someone to manage it. And that's the same thing with us. People are looking for their gifts. They're looking for their success. If you're not ready to manage, God is not going to let you have it. And that's what I tell people that practice managing, you know, in the sense of people always wonder why are, why are there rich people in the world and why are there poor people? The answer is the, the rich people are better managers of money. The poor people are not. I always say, like I say, and I say to reset is, you know, God will give it to you, but you got to work hard for it and you got to work to keep it. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just it's, getting there. No, it's not going to just do what you get there. What you do when you get there. I mean, anybody can get the job, but can you keep the job? Yeah. Can you be a you better manager? Can you be a manager? Rise, you know? So, and, we, and, and, and it's so crazy because we don't own anything. You see what I'm saying? It's, no. We don't. We're, you know, even at the beginning, God told Adam, you can have anything you want. I need you to run this thing. I've made it. Now you run. You don't own it, but you are the governor or you are the, the president of this thing. Mm-hmm. You, you run it. So you take that same concept and realize, Jackie, even the clothes, the shoes, the show, the sets, yeah. so, the, the, the ideas you have, you don't own it. You're just, you have to manage it. And if you become a better manager as it, it'll grow. It'll grow and continue to grow. And that's how I look at my own life. You know, how do I manage this production? Do I manage it well? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How do I fix that? And once I learn on this level on how to be a great manager, then I'll be producing two, three, four movies a year instead of just one. So 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 this is a reset for me. I'm being reset being on this show talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, resets are so important. And I love talking with creative people. I mean, I'm creative myself. We're all creative, you know, here that's having this conversation. But, you know, you are a conduit of the Holy Spirit when you're creating. People don't understand that. And, you know, they call it different things. But obviously, I I, like this is the Holy Spirit coming through me. Because if you look at what people do when they do it with greatness, I'm not saying what I do is with greatness, but you know, great things. It's like, sometimes you can't make it up. You're like, how do you even think of that? You know? And I always say like with the kids books, it's ridiculous. I don't even have kids and I'm writing little boy about little boys, Right. but everybody loves them. So it's like, it's just perfect proof that the Holy Spirit works through you. God works through you. God works you in you for you. If you allow him to, That's if right. you allow him to walk with you, if you're open to it, if you quit saying no and say yes to life, it will happen. That's right. You know. That's right. <clears throat> so, Josh, what what do you say to people who don't have faith? Yeah. How do you help them? People who don't have faith. Well, I can say it like this. Um, mm, this is gonna I, be good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> listen, it's, I, you know, I believe there's evil and his name is Lucifer. Okay. And then you have God who is, who was God. It's a title. It's a title. He's God of the, of everything. The war is really as believers and as people, the war is not really against Lucifer and religious people like to really focus on, well, Lucifer is the enemy. 
No, the war is our faith because Lucifer cannot physically do anything to us. He cannot hurt us. He needs permission in a lot of things to even interact with us. So what he tries to do is the, the greatest fight is to try to make you lose faith. Because if you lose faith, then you have no, no poise or no interest of living or trying to create anything. You'll be stagnated. So I tell people, if you lose faith, you, the Bible says, seek and ye shall find. Mm-hmm. Knock and the door should be opened as and it should be given unto you. My favorite. If you approach God or if you approach the Father, he will meet you. His word is his bond. He cannot break his word. And people have to start going toward that. I mean, there's a, I mean that's kind of a vague question, too, with people that don't have any faith because I look, you know, I wake up every day, Sufi, and I look outside and I see the birds. I see trees growing. I see the temperature just right, not too hot, not too cold. Oxygen is, I'm oxygen every day. The grass is growing. And I'm like, wow, one inch closer to the sun, this whole planet will be destroyed. How amazing God is that his creation continues to be balanced. You look at other planets, there's always something chaotic going on. There's no life. But on Earth, which is the miracle in itself, how God created Earth, that should give you enough faith right there to see the birds flying, the trees growing, the sun out, the wind, the wind. That's enough faith right there. That should show you that there is a superior being controlling all of this. Because scientists tell you all the time, one mile left, one mile to the right, one mile too close or too far away, Earth will be destroyed. So who keeps the Earth secure? Who keeps the sun rising up every day? Who keeps the wind? If God says no more oxygen on Earth, we're all done. So that is where I tell people, you have to look at that first. Creation is, is God's handiwork. That should give you enough faith right there. So in your film, is that addressed? Do you talk about that? Is that oh. suggested? I mean, because you're, in your film, it's very diverse. You have this hard thing. You have faith. Right. You must have people who lose faith or people who don't even have don't have it. Yeah. yeah. Right? And people who lose hope <clears throat> in, your, in, in those situations, right? Well, yeah, well, it's so, so funny you said it because the, the lead character doesn't have any faith. He's a lost person. He doesn't have any reference of family. He's just a, a, a foster kid that's trying to find his way, but he has a purpose. And he takes a journey doing that. So I think the kid, Jeremiah, his name is Jeremiah, metaphorically is all of us at some point in our lives. Yeah. Because when we're born, we're searching for not a religion. We're all searching for some type of security. And some people join different religions because they, they, find, they try to find a security. All of us, all of us have been sent from heaven to earth. And what happens is because of sin and all these things, we're, we, we come into this world searching for security. And I tell people, how can you search for something and not think it, it ever existed? At one point, we were all secure. So in this film, this kid is metaphorically that, what you just said, someone that doesn't have faith that's trying to find. So his journey is you see the different interactions with certain people that give some little nuggets to help him on his way. And this movie, every movie I do is about, uh, is always a journey. It's always a learning lesson because I try to write from the opposite. I don't want to preach to people. I don't want to take a Bible and beat it over your head because that's not the way. Jesus never did that. And, 
every, every movie, I want to meet people where they are. If they like horror films, let's try to make a fave horror film. Let's see how that works. Let's see if people go see it. But at the end, they're going to be very shocked to say, oh, wow, that was a fave horror film. I mean, that was a horror film, but had a very strong faith message. So that's the challenge, Sufi, is trying to intertwine that lost person to his success. Well, and like, I want to speak to the lost person right now, because like you said, we've all been there, like your character, Jeremiah, in the movie. Mm -hmm. I know I have. Obviously, I did two resets. And what's interesting is God will put people in your life, and a lot of times we just don't allow it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And my hope is always, like, I have a few friends that, I don't even go there with them because mm. I know they're not ready. I can't meet them where they are even, but how I meet them where they are is by just showing them who I am. And maybe uh, eventually the conversation starts. That's right. Like, hey, maybe pray to God, ask him for some help, ask him for some strength, that's you know, right. those kinds of things, because you're right. You can't beat someone over the head with the Bible. I know I, I couldn't have been, even though I've always had faith, I've never not had faith, but my walk is definitely much stronger and different than That's it was, right. you know, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. But yeah. um, I love that because it's, it is important and not everybody's raised. Like I talk about it in reset, like maybe your church was your parents watching football on Sunday. Right. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. maybe you never stepped your foot into a church. Maybe you never said grace at dinner. Right. Yeah. But I challenge people this, and you said it, but I, I'm going to say it like this, a little more scientifically. You know, we know that it takes oxygen to breathe and stay alive on this earth. Mm -hmm. So you can't see God, so then you can't prove that he exists, right, if you're a non-believer. Well, you cannot see that oxygen you breathe, but you are alive. That's right. I guarantee there is more proof of God than there is of the oxygen we breathe. That's right. But that is always my challenge to someone like, okay, well then think about that. Just think about that. And at least okay. maybe you would open your mind and be like, wow, maybe it is possible. That's right. It's a God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My I mean, mom always says, and you know, you both know I want to go, oh, poor God. Everybody's always mad at him. <laughs> you know? And it's true. Like, when we're in trouble, we're like, oh, help me. You know, when things go bad, you're like, oh, man, God, he doesn't love me. You know, my life's not perfect. And she's always like, oh, everybody's always mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's just um, the day the, the day and age that we live in. And, and I think the Bible is the most mispreached, misunderstood book. I do, too. Um, because, and I, you know, we're the Western world, which is us and most people here, we don't really understand what a kingdom is. And um, United States has a democracy. You know, we have a president. We have a, a um, you know, some, some areas of the country, they have prime ministers, they have a Congress. And a lot of people don't understand what a king is because God is a king. And if you don't understand how a kingdom works and the, the procedures of a kingdom, and how the king can decree something and make it happen is different than a president. A president has to get permission from Congress, so on, so on, so on. So we read the Bible with the superimposed idea of the Western world, and we don't understand. We're, we're looking at it and reading the Bible 
from a point of not understanding how a king works. And I tell anybody, and this is my, my reset moment was, you know, I've been in church my whole life. And I've heard different sermons on and on and people preach on and on and, and God bless them. But a lot of people have kind of missed it because God is a king and a king wanted to extend his territory and he created an earth. Every king wants to extend their territory and a king has to assign governors and ambassadors because Jesus said we're ambassadors of Christ. We're ambassadors. We represent a kingdom from a different, a, a different kingdom. And if you don't understand what a kingdom is, it's very hard for you to understand the Bible. And this is why people get so confused and so upset or get mad at God, what you said, is because they don't understand first the whole uh, idea God had, the original idea, his intent. And second, they get mad because they don't really understand the personality of God. Because, again, the Western world doesn't understand the kingdom. Not everybody. Some people get it. So my reset, another reset moment was about two years ago. I had to regurgitate almost everything that I've learned from being in church and being, you know, visiting church. I had to refocus on why did God create earth? Why is man put on earth? Why does man have the dominion over earth? Why did Jesus have to come? How come God couldn't stop this? How come God couldn't stop that? And once I understood and decoded everything, now I'm more secure about how uh, God uh, inter interacts with mankind. But I have to say, like, by just being on this journey with you off and on, just through mm -hmm. other work we were doing and learning about the movie, I learned a lot about the Bible through you. Oh, that's you know, nice. Even, yeah, I mean, I think that people are not only going to be entertained in your movie, but they're going to learn a lot, and they're you're going to teach them the Bible from a really different perspective mm -hmm. because you're still sharing the word of God, but you're entertaining them and you're allowing it to go into their mind a little differently. And you talk right. about that a lot, Sifu, like audible, visual, kinetic, kinesthetic. I can never say that word, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, people learn in different ways. So this is, this is wonderful. Especially in a day in social media, because everywhere, yeah. everybody's, you know, clicking on a quick video, YouTube, you know, that's, that is the new language. And, uh, you know, if, if you are a messenger of the gospel, let's just say that, you have to learn how to uh, update your delivery skills because people yeah. are not going to sit two, three hours in church anymore. No. They want to see something quick. It's an instant, instant. Oh, yeah. what's that? And you got to catch them. And, and I think I live in a, you know, I'm, I'm seizing a moment here, Jackie, and see mm -hmm. through. I'm, see, I'm seizing a moment where I have a gift of filmmaking. And yeah. right now, my style of delivering the word is in right now. So I want to try to uh, jump on that, seize the moment, and make as many motion pictures as I can in my own perspective and how I see and what I've been taught. And hopefully I can change a nation or, or a group of people or just one person, but whatever, you know. I hope I can change the world. But see how God works? Because you've been trying to get this out now. I mean, it's a couple years in the making. It's been a fight. It's been a fight. It's been yeah. a fight. Yeah, all over. It's so. time for it now because yeah. now I think people will embrace it differently Correct. than they would have two or three years ago. Oh, absolutely. They weren't ready for a film like this. That's right. Where now, like, Christian films are the rage. They're mainstream. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they're winning awards. Where a couple years ago, 
you didn't really hear much about them. That's right. You, know, you heard about Heaven is for Real, mm -hmm. that one, and then that kind of opened the door for others. Right, that's but, right. Um, I think it's incredible. Now, Thank will you. you tell our audience just a little bit about your premiere that's coming up? So sure. if anybody does want to come, you know, give them a little insight of how they could come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, so it's, it's like you said, it was, it's been some time. We finally got it rolling. Um, so this is what we, what we call a test screening. And it's a multifaceted event because um, due to trials and tribulations of trying to get the film done, we didn't really have a rap party. We didn't really have um, a lot of things. And what happened was the Ridgewood Guild um, in Ridgewood, New Jersey, approached me about sponsoring us for a red carpet, a part after party and also you know a screening of the film and i thought it'd be a great idea to finally do a test screening because it has to be done so basically what a test screening is every time anytime a film hits theaters the distributor or a production company they do a test screening and basically they, they invite um a couple hundred people in this case that's what we're doing we're, we invited a couple hundred people from you know, we have people coming from Seattle, Chicago, Florida, New York, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, people flying in from all over to come to the screening. And basically, you, you lock them in the theater, throw away the key. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, we'll be there, by the Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you lock them in the theater. <laughs> you lock them in the theater. You let them watch a movie. And then they fill out surveys on what they liked or what they didn't like about the film. And that gives you some very valuable data. So when it's time to market the film on a, on a larger level, globally or nationally, you know, internationally, you know you have an idea, you have a temperature of what is good, what is not, and it kind of alters your, your cater. So in this case, so we're doing that, but we're also mixing it with an actual red carpet. Some of the cast is going to be there. We have media like Reset is going to be represented there on the red carpet. We have about six or seven different media outlets coming. And they're going, we're going to enjoy the film. And everybody's going to fill out surveys for me. And then afterwards, we're going to go uh, up the street from the theater, which is in Ridgewood, um, to the Urban Fish Grill, which is a beautiful, beautiful place. I think I posted pictures on my social media. Yes. And we're going to have an after party. It's very exclusive catered food, the menu is going to be beautiful. And you know what's so remarkable about this? The Ridgewood Guild is hosting this. They're giving us an awesome event. Uh, we're not paying one dime. And everything is, everything is sponsored by the Ridgewood Guild. And the only thing they're asking for is $20. It's $20 to cover the whole event. You'll get to walk the red carpet. You'll get to watch the movie. And you'll have food at a very, a very beautiful location. Take pictures, interviews, just 20 bucks. Is there a website or a phone number they should call? Absolutely. You go to brownpapertickets.com. Let me say it one more time. Brownpapertickets.com. And you type in the search bar, but deliver us from evil. And everything will pop up for you. But you got to hurry because we're almost uh, sold out. Right. And you can imagine 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen your social media because we, you know, obviously we're friends and uh yeah. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. if people wanted to follow the movie on social media, can yes. you tell them to find you in the movie? Sure. Um, you can go to the old Google or yeah. whatever search engine that you have and type in "butt deliver us from evil." Um, I, I know our Instagram is "deliver us the movie." 
Um, that's the Instagram. I know Facebook is But Deliver Us from Evil 2017. And I know we do have a Twitter at Deliver Us, the Deliver Us Movie. Uh, that's at Twitter. That's the handle. So any, any of those uh, social medias, you'll find us. You know, um, we're not hard to find. You'll find me. You know, I'm not hard to find either. But the, the main thing is if you want to see the screening, if you want to come and celebrate, meet some of the cast, um, be interviewed, walk the red carpet, and just enjoy a night with us, Ridgewood is where you need to be. And where's Ridgewood? Ridgewood is 20 miles from New York City. So those who are traveling New York City a lot, Ridgewood is like 20 miles. There's a beautiful village, very affluent area, very nice people, um, a lot of shopping areas. Uh, I know we're going to be dining in a lot of places there. Um, but, you know, just come in and support the film and, and meet us, and, and we thank you for coming. Now, if someone wanted to do a reset, because, I mean, we have a few more minutes um, mm -hmm. until, we have to, until we have to go, but what are some tips that you would give someone to do a reset? I mean, you're a man of faith. You've, you've lived now. You've had a lot of life experience. Yeah. What would, you, what would you tell someone that needs to reset their life? Maybe they want to, you know start a new career, maybe they want to get out of a relationship, maybe they want to start walking with God and they need to like get it together a little bit more to feel worthy, you know? Well, you know, the, you know, the crazy thing about, well, I'm not going to say crazy, let me rephrase that. Your show name is so biblical in some aspect, even reset, because the re, R-E, if you notice God, when he deals with mankind, he talks about repent, he talks about resurrection, he, he, he talks about renewing. You know, the re is so important because why? Why is it so important? Because at one point, we all were in the Garden of Eden, or Adam and Eve, and there was, you know, we had the mind of Christ. And, and I'm, you know, I'm going to get to the point real quick, but I'm just going no, to try to... No, you don't have to rush. Okay. Please. So... There's a reason why reset is important, and I'm going to give a scripture, you know. Um, when Jesus came, you know, he said to us, you must be renewed by your mind, by the renewing of your mind. You must renew your mind because what is renewed? To turn back to the previous. And God's initial intent was for every man to be dominant in their own gift, not over people, but be dominant in your own gift. That was the first command that God gave Adam. You have dominion over the earth. That was the first thing he told him. So the same thing that goes for Adam goes for all of us. We must have dominion in our own gift because we were made in his own image. Mm -hmm. And God, because we're an exact copy of God, our spirit put into man on a dirt body on earth, we must dominate. So because we went so far off, as time went on, mankind sinned, mankind did everything what he wanted. It, it removed himself from God. Jesus had to come and remind us to be ye renewed by the be, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Same thing, be ye reset mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Second uh, Corinthians four and seventeen says, "In Christ we are new creatures. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new." So reset. You know, God always, you can reset any time in your life. If it's you're two years old to you're 99 years old, as long as you have breath in your body, if you want to change, you can always hit the reset button. I love it. Yeah. 
So reset is very important. You, you, the name of your show is so important and it's so biblically grounded. Reset, you know, renew, resurrect, redeem. If you knew this, they're re, God always used re, 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 re. Go back to the initial mindset. And that's to be dominant. Amen. Yeah, amen. <laughs> no, everything about the book is all God. It's all yeah. God. You know, yeah. I heard reset, and then everything just kind of, I kept getting these angels that came in my life from right. working with Dr. Wybkins. Well, first it was John Lupo, and then he introduced me to Dr. Robert Wybkins, and he was like, you, you should write a book. Everything you say is so inspirational. And I was like, right. he's like, I think you have a book in you. And I was like, I do, but I never thought of writing it. And then it just was like one step. And then he introduced me to Wendy Walters. And then after that weekend, I was like, I totally can write this. Right. It'd be really hard, but I, I can do it. I have everything. I've written it all already. I mean, That's right. You know, so it was literally like one introduction to another. And it was this roadway, you know, just these, I would say like blocks. Mm. And, and then there was this radio show. That's awesome. You know? That's and like, None of it was planned. I mean, you know me a long time. You know me yeah. a long time. I never had a desire to do this. I love doing it. But it was never like, oh, I'm going to have a radio show. You know what I mean? So you just never know what God's going to do in your life. That's right. That's right. Just follow the idea. The idea will give you the blueprint, and the blueprint will lead you to your destiny. Yes. So. Now that's an amen. Bring it along. Other mentors in your life that led you on this path as well? You said, what are other influences? Influences, mentors that, that kind of led you on your Yeah, path. Yeah, this is my spiritual parents, you know, uh, Bishop Henry Cobb and uh, Shepherd Mother Elaine Cobb, they were like second parents, you know, um, because they were pastors. Like I had a double, you know, not only were they pastors, but they were certified counselors. So wow. I had the best of both worlds, you know, and you talk about, you know, leaving. I left my home when I was 14, 15 years old. And was in their care until I got married, you know. So, you know, they taught me how to drive. They taught me they they they, they you know pay for my first prom. They uh, pay for they they mentor to help me find my wife Christine, and they married me. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, they were very influential. But I you know I think you know again because the will the will there's no stronger thing in the world. Uh, except man's will. Even God has a problem with man's will because man has a will that he gave it to us. So the will to do right, you got, you got to have it. You know, nobody can make you do right. You got to want to do right. You know, even God can't stop you. If you want to do wrong, God can't stop you because he gave you your own free will. You know, so you got to have that desire inside to be better, to do right, to treat people in love, kindness, um, be pleasant, be forgiving, like we talked about earlier. All these things is very, very important to having a healthy spiritual life where you don't have to keep hitting the reset button. But if you do, you can hit the reset button and start over. But the point is, after you hit the reset button, you should be on your way. Well, definitely. And the other thing about that is that, as you were talking earlier about faith, you know, your faith is going to help you with your moral compass, too. Right. Because right. once you have faith and you believe in God, you're going to do, want to do right by your father. You know, right. you don't go right. out of your mom's car because, you know, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. Right. right? 
Right. So it's the same thing once you realize that God's your father, you're going to want to be right by him because you don't want to wreck his car either. That's <laughs> you know? correct. That's correct. So it's, I know I'm like, you know, dumbing it down and making it really basic, but it's true. You know. No, but you know, and everything that you said was true right there because yeah. you don't have to be you don't have to be a psychic or no. some type of prophet. You can predict success if you and you can predict failure. It's just as simple yeah. as if you keep smoking, you don't need a a, a a psychic to tell you, and eventually you can get cancer. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, if yeah. you become a better if you become a manager of money if you can manage your money well eventually you'll be a millionaire it don't matter how much money you got if you become a good manager whatever you do in life it will extend because money and opportunity chases management it's not the other way around if you chase money you'll never catch it it'll always outrun you that's great absolutely well you're definitely a testament that you can do all things through christ amen yeah. amen Amen. Definitely, definitely. Would you like to just share with our audience anything else you have coming up before we say goodbye? Well, you can always follow me on social media. I do a lot of uh, posts about anything that I'm doing, whether it's auditions or, mm-hmm. or you know, projects coming up. You can always follow there. You just follow, type in Director Joshua Coates. You can find everything on me. I'm not a hard person to find. Um, but also my main thing is I just want people – to, if you can, come to the premiere and grab tickets and just really see what we're doing, you know, because it's going to be great. We're going to be going nationwide with it very soon. And we need all the support, you know. We need people to come and spread the word. And once you see the movie, give us your honest opinion, you know. You may not be invited back, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Give us us your uh, honest opinion and uh, it it all works out at the end. You know, and but come on the twenty seventh if you're in the area. Like I said, even if you're not in the area, it's a, it's 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 worth it to take a day off and go to Ridgewood, New Jersey, because you're gonna have a blast. Well, I want to just say that you know I'm so proud of you. Thank you, JJ. You're welcome. But <laughs> it's true, like, and for our audience that's listening, like, I have watched you do this. I've watched the doors close. Amen. You know, yeah. like, so the walls go up. You're like, what am I going to do? Right. I thought this was sold. You know, all these obstacles kept That's coming right. in your way. That's and right. You were determined and you took the reins back in your hands. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I am getting this movie done. Yes. If I put this desire in my heart. It will come to pass. It will go. You got to keep and pushing. Here we are, April 27th. So That's seriously, right. Whatever your faith is, if you have some, if you don't, don't give up on your dreams because if you stick to them, they do come to pass. And and your proof, it may not be exactly like you saw it. Mm -hmm. You saw this two years ago. That's right. That's right. It'll always be better if you let God do it for you. That's right. And the just, the just shall live by faith. You have to live by faith. You don't live by, I don't, if you, if you don't have faith, you don't, there's no need to live. No. It's, you know, no need to wake up. You got to have faith. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely. Thank so you we'll so much. Thank you for Thank being you on, for our on our show. show. Yes, of course. It was an we honor. Will. We will have you on again. But yeah. we will be having you on April 27th. That's right. We are at your red carpet. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait, wait, Jay. Great. Thank you, Joshua Coates. Congratulations to you. And Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Our audience, reset because you deserve it.